0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of That's Bingo Sports Podcast. I am Joe Hendry, once again joined by my co host Kyle Eggers and Jacob Beach. Boys, yes. what are you guys doing? How was your Thanksgiving? Fantastic. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes.
1: My Thanksgiving was great. That's good. Um Arizona beat Michigan State on Thanksgiving, so that was yes, what they made did. it great.
0: Yes, uh, they but, did. Uh, yeah,
1: it was fun times. Kyle, how about yourself?
2: Fantastic. My family's still vegetarian, so not super great. Um, <laughs> how was the
1: tofu. It yeah. Was
2: chewy. <laughs> <laughs> do they do they at least make it look like a turkey or or
1: how does that work?
2: One year like we literally had it look like a like a turkey, like a toy. You know, like a like a kid's toy turkey oh. and we like cut it. I was it.
0: thinking of like the squeaky chickens that like you press no. and it makes them it like that for a second. I was like, why would they make it look like that?
2: That yeah, would it was, ruin my life, I think. It was pretty brutal. But sports Thanksgiving, fantastic. Vintage Jared Goff performance. It was just uh it was a good day. hundred percent.
0: I spent last year. Uh, I spent last year with the beaches, so I missed out on uh, his family's strawberry pretzel salad this year, unfortunately. Ooh, so phenomenal! Sh- shout out sh- beaches, strawberry family for that. pretzel, dude! It is so good. I like when they pulled it out. I was a little bit. I was like, "What is? What is that? I've never seen this on a menu or on a Thanksgiving meal before." But maybe try it, and I'm super thankful. They for those because... of you that
1: have no idea what it is, because I don't know even where it came from, it's basically this concoction of. Pretzels that you basically almost crisp or burn, and then you put like strawberry jello, strawberries, and huh? cream cheese and whipped cream all in this like big concoction. And it, it's phenomenal, it's like a layered thing, it's it's like a dessert. It's so good. No salad amazing. at all, yeah, it's <laughs> not a salad at all. It's a type awesome. of salad if we're being honest.
0: <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Who lets you cook? <laughs>
1: Beach, what was what was your stat line on your, on your turkey bowl, man? Tell us about that. Oh. So I don't know if you guys remember. I think it was the Monday night game last year that Travis Kelsey had where he had like five catches for four touchdowns in about 30 <laughs> yards. But that was about my stat line. I Dude, put we'll up about that. I put up about five catches for thirty five yards and two touchdowns. I also had a goal line interception, which was no. which was pretty
0: cool. Wait, it's, yeah, Vince fork out there. Vince Fork. it, it.
1: it uh, <laughs> they threw it over the middle and this it bounced off the uh, the receiver's hands, and I reached up one hand just snagged it out of the air. It was It was, it was, it was, it was pretty incredible.
0: You're an athlete. Wow. Did you return it ninety nine yards the other way, or what?
1: I returned it about two yards. <laughs>
0: We'll take that. 100%. Uh, Kyle, you just got back from Texas watching yep. the alma mater, GCU, play some basketball, man. How was that? Tell us about that little trip. Skull What's ups, up?
2: baby. Yeah. Um, it was up, cool. It was cool. Um, the squad pulled out the dub. Honestly, I mean, like I highly doubt anybody watched that game, but we didn't look great. But we, we have two just studs offensively. We have two studs this year. We got um, we got the returner Sean Ray Harrison had like twenty something, which is fantastic. But we had uh, our grad transfer Tyon Grant Foster, who was originally at Kansas that year that they won the Natty. Um, mm-hmm. He was getting minutes as a freshman. Like you have to uh-huh. be legit to be getting minutes as a freshman on the national yeah. championship team. Yeah, and he's now playing for GCU. He had like twenty five, and he's. It was like a, it was an athletic twenty-five. So I think yeah. GCU is going to be pretty solid this year.
1: Real quick, if I if I can interject, like that, Tian's story is is one of the coolest stories in college basketball this year. For those of you mm-hmm. that don't know, I know we probably don't have a lot of GCU basketball fans, but he basically had, I think it was a heart condition, and it looked yeah. like he was going to be forced to end his career. And that was only I think two years ago. And so to go from that uh, to two years later, really just be starring on this GCU team and really being an impact player and arguably their best player so far has, has been mm-hmm. really exciting. It's just, it's such a cool story, man. I, I love hearing those comeback stories like that and, and just getting yeah. to see the kid ball out on the court now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like he was at, um, I was reading a bunch of articles after the game cause I was like, where did this guy come from? Mm-hmm. And he literally, so he transferred to DePaul after Kansas to try to get a bigger role essentially. And at halftime of like his first game at DePaul, he had to leave. He went to the hospital because of this heart condition. And then the first game, like almost two years later, or I think it was even a little over two years later, he has 30 points for GCU in a dub. Yeah. It's like so sick. So sick. Yeah. That's super cool.
0: it will be fun to watch them this year. Dude, Drew's got that team. Bryce has got that team playing well. He recruits well too. So I love, I love watching that. He's a dog. 100%. So, well, now that we're on the topic of college sports, I think we should dive in to the show for the day. Uh, so, Sticking with college hoops uh, for, for the time being, Juve pulled out a real solid win, as Beach said, on Thanksgiving Day over Michigan State. Uh, I know they're 3-3 three and three now, down to like 25th in the country, but, I mean, they're still a good team. Quality, quality program with Izzo there. Um, but, dude, Jaden Bradley, that shot was pretty awesome, man. They had some key plays down the stretch. Um, Beach, what was your overall impressions uh, with, with that game?
1: Real, real quick, because you just touched on Jaden Bradley, and I think he might have been my biggest takeaway from that game overall. I mean, Keyshawn Johnson did what he was supposed to do, and and Caleb Love hit some big shots. But Jaden Bradley uh, came in in the second half, and I'm trying to think of Michigan State's uh, best player. His name's escaping me. But he had a fantastic first half and was absolutely torching Arizona. And so Tommy Lloyd basically said, hey, Jaden, whenever this guy's in in the second half, you're going to be in and you're going to slow him down. Um, And Jaden came out in the second half. He held him for two of eight shooting, made it very difficult on him. And he obviously hit that big shot, but it was the defensive end that, that really solidified that game for us. And so there's a lot of Arizona fans that were like, man, is this kid going to even bring anything? Like he just looks lost out there for the first few weeks. And that game against Michigan State showed just how good he can be and how much he can help this team. So it was a, it was a big, big day for him, and I'm excited to see how he can move uh, move forward from that.
0: Yeah, Not totally. And it's, I mean, it's even, again, the early season schedule for U of A has been – been really it's been good already and dude it's only going to get more difficult yep. but awesome you know i mean you got purdue coming up pretty soon um that'll yep. be a big game fau you know so dude you guys it it's been a it's been a gauntlet so far and you guys have passed the test which is awesome yeah
1: that uh now it's looking like arizona will be the number one team assuming they take care of business tomorrow after uh purdue lost this night uh tonight against uh northwestern Fair in enough. overtime so yes sir pretty Fair crazy down, fun Still times cats.
0: Be a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun until they lose a game and don't go to number one, right? Shut up. Stop. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) All right. Moving on to football, though. Uh, Conference championships kicked off tonight. Uh, Super exciting Saturday ahead of us. Uh, Obviously, Conference USA. First things first, want to touch on that. Not Power Five, but Liberty completed. I mean, they're one step closer. I mean, to an undefeated season, thirteen and zero. They defeated New Mexico State, so school liberty with that. Um, I wonder. I'm curious to know if they'll get into New York Six New York Six Day Bowl. But I mean, it's a New small conference. I don't. I don't remember.
1: Definitely just New, said Year's New
0: York. Day. Did I say New York? Yes. New Year's. <laughs> My bad. I swear you said New, New York, just... and I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to, to one of the New York Six pool games. No, they're going to a New Year's <laughs> Day bull game, uh, hopefully. I think it'd be cool to see Liberty. I mean, they're undefeated, uh, but I mean, I've never seen them play. So, What does this mean for the playoff? I I don't know. <laughs> what do I don't, t- tonight's other game, though, means a lot for the playoff. Oregon lost to Washington. Washington is another step closer to their undefeated season. Um, man, that was a... That was an awesome game, dude. That back end of it where where, uh, Oregon completed that roll long long pass to pull it within three again. That was – yeah. what a fun offensive game, dude. No kidding. It was was just a great game overall. There were great
1: plays offensively, defensively. And, you know, I know as I was texting Joe earlier and I was like, man, I wish Arizona was in this game. But those were (laughs) the two deserving teams in the Pac-12 that should have been there. They were the, the two best teams all year.
0: I think that's it was, uh, oh my it God.
1: was awesome to see him there. You did not have to add that in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but did. Yeah, he did. Oh he's, like, he's like, I wish Arizona was in this game. I'm just bitter. He wishes <laughs>
2: like, that Arizona was in every game.
0: <laughs> this is true. He goes, I don't know what I would do if Arizona was in this game. I'm like, dude, you would be at the game. Don't even tell me you don't know what you'd be at the Yeah, doing. He, would, he would be there. <laughs> 100%. Oh, man. But Anyways, not-
1: it was just... Those were the two best teams in the conference all year, yeah. and they showed it tonight. What a what a yeah. phenomenal game! And congratulations to Washington. And um, obviously, they're going to be in the playoff. And and now we just see uh, what uh, New Year's Six Bowl Oregon ends up in.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough to see, like beating a team twice. I've always been a oh, it's point. so like, oh, hard. Almost, I almost I just I went with Washington because I thought they were better, but I almost went with Oregon, thinking like be, beating a team two times is so difficult. In, yeah. in especially the a team sport that like good. that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but dude, like they, they did it, you know, they beat the best team on their schedule twice, you know, so Washington fully deserves to be in there. And like you said, the two best teams in the pac 12, dude, what a, what a way for the pac 12 to go out. Right. I hope yeah. they take it home for the pac 12 conference of champions one dude, more that
1: time. Would be, well, that Bill would Walton be the perfect be, ending.
0: Yeah, Bill Walton would be, be so super excited about that. Can we oh, can hey, we just
1: he'll... talk about real quick, this is the best example of why the playoff needed to expand Yep. I mm-hmm. mean, we are sitting here now and we're talking about the four teams that are going to get in, right? And it's a toss up between one through eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all talking about the different scenarios of what if Bama wins this week, or what if Texas wins, or what if they lose, and what happens with FSU, and if they're down to a third string quarterback, but they somehow win. Like, yeah, it's one of those things that that 12 team playoff next year, I am so excited to see because it just opens up the door for so many more teams to get in. And just make so many more fun games a possibility. Yeah. Like you were just talking about Joe with Liberty. Like now all of a sudden they might get the chance to knock on the door. Um, you know, Texas would be in, Alabama would be in. You'd get all these teams in and you would create these really exciting and intriguing matchups. And yeah, there might be the occasional blowout, but we're already getting blowouts in the in the yeah. playoffs as it is. So what, mm-hmm. what what difference does it make? I think this will only increase the visibility of the playoffs or college football and it will only make it way more exciting. I can't wait till next year personally to, to see this and uh, to see this come to fruition.
2: Oh yeah. I just like, I can't imagine like how we would be talking about Arizona football right now if it was a 12 team playoff and we're three spots out of yeah. playoffs, but like it would be insane. Like, yeah. What they're what they're trying to do, which I think is awesome, is essentially take the magic of March Madness and apply it to football, which is just like the best thing ever. I, yep. I can't I literally can't wait. It's going to be electric.
0: Yeah. The only problem I see with it, not, and this is even a problem with the playoffs, is like the people are going to be like, all of a sudden they're going to have 12 and be like, well, there's like 15 teams that deserve to make it, you know, and it's and then they're going to start the conversation all over again of like, we'll expand it to 24 or whatever. You know, but I think dude, I, like you like you said, Beach, I'm super stoked for it to get to twelve. I think that's a great number. Just based off even what we've seen for the past several years. It's like, okay, you have those you have yeah. those two to three teams that are just head and shoulders above the rest, but then you have ten or so that are very good and can knock off anybody on any given week. Um so yeah, and yeah. then you got a team like U of A this year that, you know, starts off you know, average and then takes off late in the season, you know, and they got at the right time, you know who knows what kind of noise they could have made this year in a twelve-team, 12, team, 12 team format. Yeah, you have I mean, no you know. idea
2: what yeah. Beach would do if Georgia and Arizona matched up, and Noah Fafita <laughs> is dicing up Georgia's defense. I would be insufferable. We would, we would never hear from him again. <laughs> I would just fall off the grid. Dude,
0: there was a there was a fascinating. That Michael Michael uh, Penix made uh, that like, he overthrew it, and I just get a random text that goes "Fafita better." And I was like, "You've you've got to be kidding me!" There's no reason for
1: that, man. I, I texted him, and it was the first quarter, and it was uh, when Penix threw that ball to McMillan on the outside, and he like yeah. jumped up with one hand and tried to catch it, and I was like, the better you "McMillan's better." Is. Yeah, uh,
0: he was trying with one hand. And I'm like, "Shut up." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. One of them. Yeah, whatever, dude. Um, Let's talk about tomorrow's (laughs) games, though, for a little bit. Uh, Texas plays Oklahoma State for the Big 12. I mean, I feel like Texas is a foregone conclusion to win that one. I could be wrong, but... Oklahoma State
2: has sealed their fate. They are going (laughs) to lose this game. Mm -hmm. They they had a date with Destiny, and they decided that they lost the game. (laughs) For... (laughs) for those of you for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about um if you didn't see the news there was a dead longhorn found outside an Oklahoma state frat house the day of be- you know the day before the Big 12 championship game and they had something along the lines of like F the Longhorns like carved into this dead animal yeah there is no no sure way to lose a football game
0: than to do that the day before. <laughs> mm-hmm. This game's over; it's done. Yeah. They should they should call it off. I mean, we we might get an Arch Manning sighting, dude, in the in the third quarter if if uh, things go to plan there. <laughs> so, but yeah, it'll be. I think I would I think, be so embarrassed actually, if I was an Oklahoma State fan, dude. I'd be like, if you're a player, I'd be pissed. Like, what are you guys doing? You know, there's just no need for that. Yeah, I'd be like, give them give them bullets the and so yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Texas takes out one. Like- I would
2: say I would say that Beach probably feels the same, but I can see in the background currently a, an ASU <laughs> something hanging by his neck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the best part about that is right to above the be bed so he sleeps right under that every single day. To be fair,
1: outside of actually like killing the actual human that is the mascot, uh, Sparky is fictional. So I cannot commit a crime like that. You,
0: you know, know what? That as much as I would wish I could, you know what Beach's dream is, man, is to is to I mean is to have been the mascot that started throwing hands with the ASU mascot a couple years ago in that game. Do you remember that, bro? I would have knocked that guy out. He oh, I would have knocked that guy out. <laughs> Dude, they all were all, actually All fighting. I'm saying that was is
1: hilarious.
2: <laughs> they were, but. All I'm saying is that as soon as that got brought up, Beach got awfully quiet because he was he was (laughs) not going to share his two cents. You know, they should have done two
1: Longhorns. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Uh, Like, if I'm being honest, that that is wild to do something like that. Mm -hmm. I I cannot imagine being that insane to think that I'm just going to do that and kill a Longhorn and put it on their campus, like. That's just that's almost too far, it is too far. Almost, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So it's just it's just ridiculous. But yeah, I I don't know. Just like you said, you're just giving them bulletin board material, and they're not going to have any impact on the game. So yeah, if I was a player, I'd be pissed
0: too. Yeah, Oklahoma State cooked. Yeah, for sure. Um, Watch them come
1: out and win. Now that we all said that,
0: that would be that'd be insane. I'd be so pissed. No chance. Uh, moving on, SEC championship, Bama, Georgia, again. Who do you guys think comes out on top on this one? This this feels like, I mean, just like Bama's had a season that has not been as good as previous seasons, I think, but they still they still feel like one of the top three teams in the country. Um, I don't know who do you guys think takes this one? Georgia, like
2: I just don't. I think it comes down to quarterback play and. I just don't believe that Jalen Milroe is going to really be able to pass the ball effectively against this defense. Mitch, what about you?
1: Uh, I think that uh, George is going to win too. I just think they're the overall better team.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of like Kyle was alluding to, though I'm going to be interested to see how the quarterback play is for, for both teams. Cause I don't really trust either one of those guys. Yeah. Fair. Jalen Milrow is coming off of a career highlight. I mean, that, yeah. that ending play against Auburn was incredible. Give him and the so
0: that's what he wanted. Yeah.
1: Give him the Heisman. <laughs> so Next we'll year. see how they do. I still think Georgia's the better team. So I, I lean yeah. towards them, but yeah. obviously bama has got the history. They got Nick Saban and they got all, they got talent everywhere. Just like Georgia does. So yeah, it'll be a fun game to watch.
0: Yeah. My question is, I think, I think Georgia wins as well. My question is like, lad McConkey is dealing with some injuries. Like he might, he, there's rumors of him not playing. And then future charger, Brock Bowers as well. So okay. Played, oh. um, he's been banged up. So, uh, if if those guys play, I think it'll be Georgia by a, by a couple touchdowns. But if not, I think Bama's got a Bama's got a shot. So. Um next, onto Beach's uh favorite game of all time, Michigan versus Iowa. Oh for my Big god. 10. Um, this one, man, is going to be interesting. I'm rooting for punts. Um dude, you will get them. I don't understand. <laughs> Iowa <laughs> is giving so they're giving up 12 points a game. They're scoring 18 a game. All right. They're getting yeah, I mean Michigan's, Michigan's scoring 37. Their off, our offense is a lot better, but their defense is only giving up 10. Like it's the best in the country. This team could le- or this game could legitimately end up like 17 to 3. Like and I think that's on the high end. That's a pretty uh,
2: good that's a pretty good line, Joe, honestly. Like I just I think it's going to be one of the games of all time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's going to be very fun to watch unless you're defensive coordinator, Jacob Beach. Um, yes. But I honestly, I'm an agent of chaos. And I think that it would be so electric if Iowa somehow won this game, like three to zero. Oh my and gosh. Just absolutely <laughs> ruined the,
0: the playoff. That yeah. would be
1: so exciting. That That'd be
0: would, so sick. That would be, I awesome. would be so livid that that's how the game ended up, but also excited that Michigan lost. Yeah. I I, 100%. Would, I want nothing. I want nothing less than a game that is that low scoring. It hurts me so much.
1: I, I have a question for both of you. Oh, yes. no.
0: Which, Go when for it. Comes it. To the, That's the answer. It, Go
1: for it and a down. No. No. When it, when it comes to the conference titles, do you prefer the division format like the Big Ten has, or do you prefer what the Pac-12 has now gone to and what some of these other, other conferences have where it's just the top Ooh. two teams mm. get Ooh. into the championship game? Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I'm asking that is because with the Big Ten, it'd be Ohio State, Michigan every year, like back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, do we want that back to back weeks, or do we kind of like just saving it for rivalry week? What are your guys' thoughts on that?
2: I, Joe, do you care if I, Go if for I it. get this off real quick? Go for it. I mean, I, I could just be a Pac 12 homer, but I think that there's no reason why the top two teams shouldn't play each other at the end of the mm-hmm. year every year. Like, I I understand, like, the format. Like, I get it. But, um, like, I think that if it, it's kind of, like, one of those things where it's, like, if you don't like it, then stop it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if, if Ohio State and Michigan are really just the two best teams year in and year out, then, like, the only way you, you stop that from happening is just beat them, you know? Like, yeah. I that's, that's kind of what I think. Like, I think that the two best teams should have a shot at the championship. It just doesn't really make sense to have it any other way, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Joe,
0: what do you think? Yeah, I'm t i am take the other side. I like the division format. Um, you know, I understand the idea of one of the two best teams in the conference championship. Um, but I will also I'll also say like I I'm of the opinion of just like if you're if you're on the other side then like recruit better. And I know it's not that simple. I know it's not just like, oh, Iowa just needs to recruit better and get better. It's like but that's that's my opinion. I'm like uh if you're ohio state when win your side of the division to get to the title game, you know, like be Michigan uh and then if you're iowa and or uh or if you're on if you're on the opinion of like well, I don't want Iowa, and it looks like that they won their side, and they got a chance to to do some magic as well, so I like the division format, I think it's fun, but I'm also not like planting my flag super strongly on that yeah. side.
1: I think the division format is great when your talent is equally spread out, but I mm-hmm. think it becomes a problem when you have one side of the, of the divisions just loaded. And then the other side is just not nearly as good. Like, I think that's why the PAC 12 went away from the divisions is because there were years where it was like the North was just so strong with Oregon was always up there. Washington was another one. Stanford, when they were at their peak, like you were just yep. sending all these North teams mm-hmm. that were so good. And then the South was just this, mixed bag of whoever just kind of got there so like some years it'd be usc some years it would be you know utah especially the last like five or six years had really gotten there consistently but then arizona made an appearance asu made an appearance colorado made an appearance like you just had this random mixed bag but it always felt like the better teams were always in the north and so i think that's why the pac-12 went away with it but i i think both sides have a have a fair argument it just kind of depends on where the talent's at in each in each conference
0: yeah and I, and I'm looking it up right now. It looks like the Big Ten they they began divisions in like 2011. Looks like mm-hmm. it was not like they had them in 2010. Um, and back then that was when um what's it called? I mean that's when Michigan State was Michigan State was really good. Um, Ohio State was was on and off at the time, bouncing from Urban Meyer, switching coaches and whatnot. Um, Nebraska was still good at the time. You know, Michigan, Wisconsin. So I feel like it the talent was a little bit more spread out in the Big Ten. Um, and we wouldn't. Really be having this conversation if it was if it wasn't just Ohio State, Michigan every single year. Um, yeah. So I get the arguments for both sides, and it's one of those things of like, if it if it works out in the division side, great. If it doesn't, people are going to be mad. It's just a it's like a lose lose battle to me. But then yeah, on like the it, other side, if you end up like the like the the Big Twelve, right? It's like the the best times are prob best teams are probably Oklahoma and Texas, but Oklahoma isn't even in the conference championship you know yeah um so things well, like I, that happen
1: i think too if like the sec like the sec has divisions but nobody complains about it because mm-hmm. the talent's so spread out that it's like i don't care who gets there it's going to be a great game no matter what yeah so that's that's the thing right like you don't worry about it so much in like the sec but then you look at the the big 10 east versus west and it's like man those teams in the, i think it's a big 10 west it's like uh those teams don't really compete as much as yeah. the other ones in the east so
2: I just think that if you're like the conference commissioner and your goal is to have your best team represented at the next Mm -hmm. level, like, why would you not put your best two teams like in the championship? That's, I don't know. Yeah, I could be oversimplifying, but like, I I...
1: no, that's true. I think the one argument you could have that could go against it is in college football, especially in this format. One loss is huge. Mm -hmm. So if you have these two best teams, you're potentially knocking another one of your really good teams out or you're just eliminating yourself completely out of the race because your teams just beat each other up. Like, I think that's what the PAC 12 has done for so many years is even if they had great teams with that nine game conference schedule, they'd just beat each other up and somebody would ultimately take a loss. Yeah. That's why Washington getting through unscathed was, was such a, a high point for success because that's like never happened. Usually yeah. there's always a one or two lost team that gets the PAC 12 title. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: Another note too with the Big Ten when they they so they made the switch to divisions in twenty eleven, but then they they changed the the format of the divisions twenty fourteen. So up to twenty thirteen, Michigan and Ohio State were on two different sides. Uh, in twenty fourteen, they switched it to where they when the when Rutgers and Maryland joined the the conference, they put they like stacked the East side of the uh, the division side. So I mean.
1: And now they're gonna switch it all up again with the four yeah. West Coast teams.
0: <laughs> Come on now, look at that! <laughs> but uh, lastly, for the Power Five, though, we got Florida State taking on Louisville. Uh, presumably, starting their third-string quarterback, Tate Rodmaker, looks like he's gonna be able to concussion. Um, wow! Do you do you guys think Florida State has a shot? I mean, Louisville's a very good team. Uh, obviously, if they lose a the game, like it's a super easy excuse for the committee to leave them out. Um, but I don't know. You guys think they're able to pull it, pull it off? I don't know. I mean, has, I know
2: literally nothing about this third string quarterback. Like that's, it's just tough. Like Florida state had all of the ingredients of like a team that could potentially win the national championship. It's just so tough that injuries are real, but I hope I'm pulling for him. Like Louisville's really good, but I'm pulling for Florida state to somehow still make it. Yeah. Yeah. I think they definitely
1: can win just because like Kyle alluded to, their their talent is phenomenal everywhere. They're just, yeah, they're so well rounded. They're they're one of the top five, probably most talented teams in the country, if not mm-hmm. top ten for sure. So they have the talent to still beat Louisville, but it's it's gonna be an uphill climb with the third string quarterback. So yeah, we'll see what he can bring and
0: who knows? Any given yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I will say he was he's a four star recruit. Coming in coming into college. So it's not like he's just some random scrubber walk on. Yeah. So that's the thing about a, a
1: program like that. Like you're gonna have good talent usually, even yeah. at a third string level. Like yeah. You're not gonna be bringing in some two star guy or some guy that it's a walk on, like yeah. Typically it's some guy that has had high school success or has experienced, you know, some level of success in college or whatever it might be. So it's a luxury that they are able to bring
0: in a four star recruit that is their third string yeah. quarterback. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> And I mean, I mean, we could be having a Cardell Jones type of situation a few years back, man. When that's I mean, was, true, that's a was the, very good who point. Was the I, starter? I forget who the starter. Was was it, was it Braxton Miller? Kenny Guyton? Uh, it was. No, uh, was, uh, was it Guyton?
1: No, it wasn't Guyton. It was. Uh, it was Braxton Miller, and then it went over to J T Barrett. I'm that's pretty right. sure, and then it went over to Cardell Jones.
2: Yeah, his his name is Brock Glenn. So, Brock
0: Glenn, dude. Shout out to Brock Glenn.
2: Hope he. We're
0: rooting for you, Brock. Yep, hundred percent. So, all that being said, who do you guys think make the final four? Washington's in, I'd imagine. So have to be round out round out your final three spots.
1: Um, I think I think this championship Sunday is going to be pretty chalk. If I'm being honest, so I think it's going to be Georgia at number one. I think they beat Bama. Michigan's going to handle Iowa, so they're going to be number two. Washington stays at number three. And then I'll be interested to see who who jumps up into that four spot. I don't think FSU is going to hang on and, and keep it. Um, man, it's it's tough. I was I was talking to Joe about this, and I don't think it would happen. But I would love for them to just throw Oregon in. No I way, would love it.
2: no way. Just
1: let's get crazy. Pac-12 last year, let's put two of their teams in the playoff when they <laughs> haven't sent a team to the playoff in seven years. Dude, there be let's just run. get wild. An uproar if they did that. It, I, truthfully, Ohio State's probably going to find a way to sneak in, as they oh, always do.
0: And I would oh, hate man. that so much, man. I would, I would be well. so yeah. angry.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, we can hate it, but they're not going to be playing. So, it might just be one of those things. They're the last team that didn't, you know, they obviously lost to Michigan, but they're the last team that really didn't lose this weekend to get knocked out. So, they're just going to, by default, <sighs> be elevated up.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, um I think it's I think realistically it's Georgia Michigan 1-2, Washington at 3. Um and then the fourth slot is really kind of the only one that I, I see as truly up to grabs. Um I think Texas could be there. I think I would hate to see Ohio State be there, but they could be there. Um but I'd say I'd say probably Texas at, at four for me.
0: Yeah. I think Florida state, if they win, will take that for that four spot. It's just yeah, it's for something. me to see like, if even if, if they win, they're there. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they're undefeated, like I could see all the arguments of like, well, they're not as good. Like, I don't care. Like they, they, yeah. they deserve to be there. And it's like TCU yep. last year, you know I mean? They, um they deserve that four slot, you know, really regardless of what ended up happening. So, yep. um, but it'll I'd be f-
1: interesting to see if the, the playoff committee is like the March Madness committee because the March Madness committee would like bump them down a seed line because of this, Mm -hmm. like the injuries of their quarterbacks. Yeah, it does suck. And so it'll be interesting to see if they take that same approach and be like, well, we don't necessarily want a third string quarterback in the playoffs. Um, But truthfully, they didn't set that precedent with uh, Cardell Jones when they put Ohio state in at the four spot. So I don't expect that to happen this year either. If FSU wins, I think they get in at the four. Yeah.
0: If not, I yeah. think Texas gets in. If Texas wins, obviously, I think they'll be the four spot. I just, I don't see that. I don't see even if Bama wins, I don't see the committee break breaking the precedent of head to head being important. But if so, they did break it, it'd be for Bama. It would be for Bama, 100%. yeah. Do you guys Nick see Nick yep. Yeah. Do you see what he said? The other, uh, was it, uh-huh. today, or yesterday, dude. You see that Kyle? Yep. Yeah. Dude, I just. That boiled tell, my tell blood, dude. Tell the people, Joe. It boiled my blood. Disrespect will leave the SEC out. Win your games, Nick. That's all I got to say, man. Don't lose <laughs> to Texas. And if if you don't make it because you end up beating Georgia and you lost your head-to-head to Texas, you didn't deserve to be in there in the first place because you lost your head-to-head with Texas. You deserve to be behind them. So, and there's no, there's no disrespect to leaving the SEC out. Um, the SEC is still great. I will say it is not the complete powerhouse that it once was. Really, to wipe the floor with everybody every no single time, um, but it's still <laughs> the best conference. But it's like, man, I just, I just think that's a sense of entitlement that bugs me, and just irks me to my core.
2: <laughs> get him, Joseph.
0: <laughs> well, if Texas does get in, the SEC still
1: does get in.
0: So, not yet. We just, <laughs> we just have to see what happens. <laughs> That's good. Anything else at college college sports fellas? Should we talk Heisman? Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean wh- who do you guys I mean finalists, I feel like it'll be it'll be Penix, it'll be Nick's and uh Daniels, right? You can probably throw Williams
2: Jay- in there as well. Williams is not gonna win. He's not even I, gonna I, be I hope he doesn't yeah. even get invited, but um He shouldn't be invited. <laughs> yeah. I I think that Bo Nix I love it in sports when awards are so clearly up to gra- up for grabs with one game, and Bo Nix could have won the Heisman if he won this game tonight. Mm-hmm. He did not, so I think that Jaden Daniels is going to take this home. I think
1: it's. Oh no!
0: Yep. I, I, hate, think, I hate. I think if Jaden oh. Daniels doesn't win it, it, it it's 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 a stupid it's broken award this year. It, yeah, it's it's I, broken. Jaden Daniels I, deserved this award. It does. It's not really. It's not really close. I
2: think. And I saw Beach's heart sink as soon as I said <laughs> that, but I, and mine does too a little bit. Yeah. But like, if if we look at it objectively, there's no way that you can give it to anybody but him. And then Penix, yeah. I think, is right there at number two. Yeah, probably. See, that's
1: where I'm at. Just like Joe is just saying, win your games. <laughs> okay.
0: And I know we're gonna get on the thing that quarterbacks <laughs> mm-hmm. wins aren't quarterback stat, right? <laughs> into this right now, Beach. Let's go. Let me hear what you got to say, and then I'll talk.
1: Penix just finished an undefeated season, played well tonight in the in the Pac twelve title game. I think you give it to him. Mm -hmm. Washington's had a great year. He's had a phenomenal year. I think you give it to him. And of course I'm biased. I don't want Jaden Daniels to win it, even though he's been phenomenal.
2: However, a little bit biased.
1: (laughs) (laughs) However, I still think that you can give it to Penix and, and people wouldn't be upset. The only people that are going to be
0: upset are in Tempe and Baton Rouge. and I would uh, would be upset. I don't like Jaden Daniels any more than you do, but, dude, he put up 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards total, man, like 1,000 on the ground. Don't care. Caleb Williams lost three games last year. RG3 lost lost many games the year he won it. Dude, Lamar Jackson, wins don't matter. If you are the best player, you are the best player, and that was Jaden Daniels this year. Let's just hey, give it to Tedderall and
1: is... McMillan, then. No! Okay, no. Okay.
0: Go to the box, Beach. Go yeah, to the that... box. You
1: said if we're giving <laughs> it to
0: the best player, let's give it to the best player. <laughs> no, go Beach, to the box. that was box, unnecessary. Man. We're moving on to the NBA. Um, Beach, when is Brad Beal supposed to be back? Uh, I think, well, his reevaluation's in another week,
1: because it's been two weeks since they first ruled him out. It's probably still another week or two after that. So, I'm hoping he can come back by the Christmas game. I think that'd be really cool if that was one of their first games where all three of them are healthy and ready to play. But if he's back by January, I think that's probably the realistic timeline we're looking at and, and mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. At the end of the day, there's no structural damage. You just want him to, to be able to get back on the court and be a hundred percent. I didn't want to do this whole thing throughout the season where it was like, okay, today is his back good enough to play or is he out this game? Like mm-hmm. I wanted to just be able to see him healthy, get in a groove and get ready for the, for the ultimate goal. And that's in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, totally. So hopefully we can see them on the court all soon. I mean, like you said, Booker's, Booker's was what, his ankle sprain wasn't that bad, so he should yeah, be back Yeah, he soon. just
1: rolled it on, on somebody's foot. If it was yeah. the playoffs, I think he could have played today, but there's no sense risking it this early, especially with, after he's already had ankle and foot injuries to start the season. Yeah, so totally. get him healthy. I think he'll be
0: back for sure
1: Tuesday against the Lakers for the
0: quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. Yeah, Ooh. that's the next thing, man. The in-season tournament, the knockout round is set, man. We got Lakers, Suns, Kings, Pelicans in the West, uh, and then the East is the Bucks and Knicks and the Pacers versus the Celtics. How do you guys see that playing out, Beach?
2: You wanna, do you want to do you want to make your hot takes, or should I make mine? I think I kind of have mine already. You can go for it. Um, I guess I'll, I'll I'm going to start. I'm going to work from my winner down. So. Okay. I think that the Celtics win this tournament. I do. Um, I think so. I think that the Celtics are going to beat the Pacers. I think that the Kings are going to beat the Pelicans. I think that the Suns will beat the Lakers. I think that the Bucks are going to beat the Knicks. I feel like there's just no hot takes here. But <laughs> what I do think is that I think that the Suns and the Celtics are going to play in – I could be just appealing to my target audience here, but I think that the suns I do think that the celtics will win the win the game, um, but I think that the suns are probably who I would say are my dark horse, I guess you could say to win this whole thing like uh, if there's anybody that's going to beat the Celtics that's left, I think it's the suns just be just pleased with my take
1: yeah <laughs> i I'm gonna go a different direction. Oh, no? As much as it pains me to say this, I think no. I think that the Lakers. What is wrong
2: with you? Oh, are going
1: to win the in-season tournament? Dude, and, you're wrong. and I think it's because the refs. are going to be on their side in every (laughs) single game and they're going to make sure it's lebron going against the celtics in the first in-season tournament final
0: that is what the nba
1: is dreaming about you're
0: you're so right and i hate i hate that i hate that you as a Suns fan bring that up because it makes you look terrible but you're probably it's, you're you're right though. No, uh, I, you can hate me all
1: you want. I had to live through Tim Donahue literally <laughs> betting on our games. Like you can get mad at me for saying the refs are gonna rig it. Like they already have. So th- like that's the thing. Like at the end of the day, it's the in season tournament. I mm-hmm. don't know how much fans or players or really anybody is gonna care about this in ten years. But can you imagine the success the NBA would be feeling? if in the first iteration it is the Lakers versus the Celtics on primetime television mm-hmm. with LeBron going against Tatum and Brown and Anthony Davis sitting on the sideline in street clothes with some undisposed injury. <laughs> like, shoot. like that's what they want. They yeah. want that to happen. I think that's where we're headed.
2: I don't know if I, I don't know if I hate this take or, or love it because you're so bitter. And I, <laughs> yeah. I still hate Tim Donahue. I just, I, I could see it. I just personally don't – I don't think that even with the refs on their side that the Lakers are playing well enough to, like, unless they're blatantly rigging the game to have them win a couple games. But I respect the take. Joe, what do you think?
0: I have never seen – I've never seen this before. I've never seen a a fan of a team pregame say the refs lost the game for us. (laughs) This is (laughs) making – Excuses before this is this is history, fellas. That's bingo, sports podcast. I don't, we've never I witnessed this.
1: I don't think it's the first time. I'm sure there's been other fans that have already said this. You see
0: that Paul? It's just i already shot twenty free throws, man.
1: It's one of those things. You just know you're already down ten points the second you step in the building. Like it, it is what it is. Oh my gosh Oh
0: man yeah I I think the Celtics will take it as well I mean I I I want to see the Kings in there personally I think be super, that would be super super fun um to see to see DeAaron Fox and Sabonis get in there um but I think the Celtics will take it um you know it'll be It's it's been a fun in-season tournament so far though it's been really interesting to see, see how it's played out so I'm excited for the next last few games
1: Can I can I just talk about some hypocrisy Oh, oh no Sorry, this you just triggered this in my mind, Jason Tatum gets on a post game press conference and gets on this this soapbox about how he's like, "Look, I don't think you know trying to run up the score in these games is very you know sports that's not showing sportsmanship, like I don't think we should be a part of it like it's just not what we should be doing and then like a night later, the Celtics are out there in a game intentionally fouling Andre Drummond to try to run up their point total like. It was just the biggest thing of hypocrisy that I think I could have seen when you have your star player openly bashing the fact that teams are trying to run up the score at times to get a higher point differential, which is literally the second tiebreaker outside of head-to-head. So it's an important piece. And then to go from that to then you are now openly intentionally fouling a player to try to increase your point differential to get you a better spot. Like it just, it just made me so mad. It's like, if you don't know the rules and you don't like them just say that.
2: You feel better? That was
0: I that was very
1: better.
2: that was a very conservative <laughs> Facebook profile. <Can> I, yes.
1: <laughs> I just say, It all it all stemmed from Devin Booker took a 3 at the end of the Memphis Grizzlies game and he banked it in. And everyone's like, "Well, that's a stupid. One. Like, why would you do that?" And ultimately, we got in either way because the the Houston Rockets ended up losing but if the Houston Rockets would have beat the Dallas Mavericks that this past Tuesday the Suns would have made the wild card spot by one point all thanks to that Devin Booker three at the end of the Memphis game as well as an Eric Gordon three that they had at the end of the Lakers game so that point differential was massive so him taking a garbage time three when he really didn't need to would have got them in and instead it's Jason Tatum just hates it, but then it's fine when his team does it. I, I can't stand hypocrisy. Beach is
0: just absolutely possessed by Sun's Twitter right now. <laughs> it's a stranglehold on my life again. He's on one, man. Beach, you have anything else that you, that you want to get out right now? Are you okay? I mean, Devin Booker's game winner was pretty cool the other night. I enjoyed watching that. Uh. I don't think we've gotten through any part of this podcast so far without talking about some sort of Arizona sports content. Uh, also,
1: Kevin Durant to tonight was over ten and a go. half, <laughs> and that was the first time that had ever happened in his career. So that was cool.
2: Okay, we got to get him in line. That was yeah. like a trifecta of Bingos. You're oh, done man. for now.
1: This is why we <laughs> at 11:45 p.m.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, fellas, the Orlando Magic. Are currently thirteen and five. Um, they are one game behind Boston for the once final on East right now. Um, dude, led by a bunch of young guys, man. You got ben Caro, you got uh, Franz Wagner. Um, they kind of feel like the OKC of the Eastern Conference right now. Feels like a really, mm. really easy comp. Um, I don't know. Did you guys, as as NBA basketball fans, you guys expect Orlando to come out come out this hot? You expect them to to be gelling this quick? What do you guys think about their their early season run?
2: I think anybody that told you that they were expecting this would be lying to you. Yep. Um, it's so random because like they really didn't add anybody besides Joe Ingles. Shout out to Joe. Um, <laughs> uh, but like Paolo is good. Like he's very good at basketball. It's crazy. I did not think that he was going to be that good. Jalen Suggs is good. The Wagner boys are good and like i didn't think that they were i did not think that they were good and i was wrong i owe you an apology i was not familiar with your game orlando <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of reminds me of of the kings last year where it
2: was like yeah. all of a sudden yeah. they a just comment. gelled
1: and everything just started working and it was it's not like they made any real big additions it's just that they made a lot of moves on the on the outside of their roster that have just kind of solidified the rest of their talent and They've been fun to watch. It's exciting when a when a young team, a new team, kind of jumps up into the into the elite of the elite. And so I hope they can keep it up for the rest of the season. Uh, obviously, it's you know we're only about twenty games in, so there's a long way to go. But man, they've been playing some really great basketball.
0: Yeah, yeah. D- dream finals that'll never happen. Thunder Magic. Let's go. You're right, that will no, dude, never happen. NBA is we, need, we need to see thunder. it. <laughs> I want that oh so my. bad, now. Refs won't let that happen. They will not let that happen. They will get LeBron back to the finals, as, as Beach knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anything man. else in the NBA you guys want to discuss? Tim Donovan! No. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Moving on to the NFL. Boys, we finally had an entertaining Thursday night game for the first time. Was a great in game. like, like a I year or two. Yeah. Coach I Beach was, was in session. Um, but... Dude, that was a blast, man. That game was, that game was a lot of fun. Um, lots of points. Gino was on fire. Dak played well, um, and there were like points left on the board too, which was which yeah. is crazy. Um, so super stoked on that. Um, I don't know. You guys have any thoughts on Thursday night? Gino finally
2: looked like he didn't write back. This was like one of the <laughs> first first games this year where he's like actually looked like worth the money that the, he was paid. So I, that was,
0: that was fun. That was fun for me. Yeah. I, I, I love Gino. Yeah. No, the Seahawks will they'll need to, I mean, they've lost their past two to two tough teams and they got a brutal schedule upcoming. So, but it's, it's good news for them that Gino is uh, maybe figuring it out this season again.
2: And they, the, dude, those though?
0: uniforms look so good. Dude, those, un- like oh, the, I, I thought they, they were going to win the awesome. game because of those uniforms alone. <laughs> dude, they are beautiful. <laughs>
2: But, but I was gonna say, how about Dak? He's
0: been on a tear. Like Dak is the MVP right now. Stop. You think? Dude, dude he is. He's for sure. I mean, look, I'll I'll preface this. The MVP is Tyreek Hill. That the, the okay. no quarterback should have win it this year. Tyreek Hill should be the MVP. <laughs> but because a quarterback will win it, Dak is a front runner, and I don't think the quarterback behind him is particularly close. Just um, it's, it's Jalen Hurts. Just say his name. Dude, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, I don't think he should be even number two. I think that should be Patrick Mahomes. Um, look, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't. I'm a Hurt, We I'm know what the wins I'm aren't a quarterback man. stat again. I'm a Jalen Hurts hater, man. That's, I know. I was just gonna say,
2: dude, just say that you hate the guy, but I, dude, um, I,
0: I hate. I he's a good quarterback. I got to give that to him. But I just, I think he's overrated. He's a system quarterback, and. He shouldn't he shouldn't be in like the top of the MVP discussion right now. Kyle. Yes. Would you rather
1: have Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts? <laughs> We've been over oh. this one before. We've been over this one
2: before. <laughs> hmm. It just depends on my team. Like honestly, it depends on my team. If give me a gimme what team do I have? Give me a non biased, neutral third party team. And I'll you answer got the, the question. Oh, that's a great one, Beach. I think I would take. I think I take Jalen Hurts. And insane, <laughs> And here's the reason why. I love seeing Joe just,
1: just so angry right now. He's <laughs> fuming over there. He's hot. <laughs> I read him the face of hand. Oh my there's, gosh. There's steam this, coming this out of his. This matching that a- Angels logo on his hat, man.
2: That's a fact. Yeah, I i take Jalen Hurts one just because I really want to disagree with Joe. But two <laughs> I take it because I think that the Vikings are just the NFC Chargers. Like in the way that mm-hmm. they're in the way that they're coached in the way that their team is built in the way that they lose a lot of football games at the end of the game. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I think that what's slept on is Jalen's red zone ability. Like, I know that he, like, dude, he's going to score, like he scores a touchdown, whether it's through the air or on the ground, like, I don't even know, like a million percent of the time. Joe will probably have stats that he knows off the top of his head. But, yeah. I just think that that's a super underrated part of his game, and not to say that Herbert's bad, but like I just I just think that if I'm choosing between the two, I still think it's close, but I still think I'm taking Jalen.
1: Yeah, Jalen Hurts just has that aura. Yeah, I
2: think Joe. Do you think probably... he's not, dude? No, <laughs> he's a good-looking dude, but <laughs> Joe. Joe is that's just like the video that you were sending us about Joe Flacco. You know, it's just like the same <laughs> principle. <laughs> you're, nah, you're like, you know, there's just Justin Herbert just has some of the intangibles. He just makes me feel safe.
0: <laughs> Dude. I, I just my thing with Hertz is like I I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a talented I think he's a talented guy. Um No you don't. I do. I think he's. I think he's a talented guy. But ultimately, I think that there is a severe tear drop off in talent from from several guys ahead of him. Um, and I also think that like, dude, when we saw him with a team that wasn't good, he was not good. And vice versa, we see other guys with teams that aren't good and they're consistently succeeding themselves. Um, and maybe the teams necessarily aren't winning. But I, to me, that's like again, I don't. If if you're winning and you're you're not winning, but you're performing good, like that's that's not on you. Like you're. I, I have a question, Joe.
2: And if just like objectively, like since you're a Jalen Hurts as a system QB guy, what Mm -hmm. would Jalen have to do for you to be like, okay, he is objectively an elite NFL
0: quarterback. What would he have to do? Yeah. I think there's a sense of like, if, if he produces at, if he produces at the level that he produced, I want to say last year, if he produces at that level for a consistent two, three years, I think that's what I'm willing to say. What I see this year is I don't see, I don't think Jalen hurts has performed at all to the, to the standard he did last year. Um, I actually, this is a hot take. I think the only reason that Jalen hurts is actually considered the top tier um, player is because of fantasy football, but that is mm. a completely different conversation. Um, I think, I think that he was the top scorers or close to it. So people are like now he's a good quarterback and it's his rushing ability. Right. And I think that is valuable I think that rushing has to be taken into account to a quarterback's overall ability now. Um, so I, but I think to answer your question, he's got to be consistently producing to the level that he did last year. Um, for, I think I want to see, i want to see two, three seasons. Cause that means that, that there's things turning over. That means that there's offense, there's coaches leaving your system. There's things like that. That means that you can beat, um, you can you can beat players you can beat other teams um you can perform well really despite your despite your situation um and then i think also what i want to see is i want to see i want to see him carry a team which he doesn't have to do you know, it's, that's what I see is I don't I don't see him having to pull any weight. I think he just works seamlessly in a system that lets him use his legs um, in a system that doesn't really force him to make good throws. He's just able to really throw it up to A.J. Brown. Um, I see Jalen Hurts doesn't stand in the pocket very consistently and is not willing to sit there, um, you know, and he can bail out because he's a mobile quarterback, but I just don't think he really has what it takes to, carry a team when things are bad, um, because he hasn't had to do that yet, you know, and I could be very wrong. I could, because we haven't seen it yet means that I could for sure be wrong, but I just haven't seen it. So that's, 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 uh, that's what I'll say. I, in Hertz defense, I have said that last year, he didn't, he did show me some really good things as a passer. And I think he improved dramatically, um, from the, from what was it 2021 to last season. So I, I do think he's a good quarterback. He's a top 10 guy, but, For people putting him top five, I think it's just it's insane.
2: I sit across the aisle from you, Joseph. I think he's elite.
0: That's fair. That's fair. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Um, Anyway, Dak is the MVP. I think that's that's (laughs) where this conversation started. Dak is the MVP. No, it's it's just a fact, man. No, nobody is performing like Dak right now, Um, except Jalen Hurts. No, not even Jalen Hurts. Not even Jalen Hurts, or just uh, more wins, or Justin Herbert, dude. That's facts. Justin Herbert, I hate you, Beach. It's, <laughs> I hate Beach right now. I'm the biggest wins are such a quarterback stack. You, stat guy. you would be wins are a quarterback <laughs> stack guy. Win, you would do that just, win, just, you win. just to annoy me. <laughs> no, it's not I just to annoy you. Oh, for sure. Um, DJ let's Gowell. move on. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Is practicing. Um, he was no, designated. To, he was designated to return from the IR. He's saying he'll be back. People are saying he'll be back. He will not be back. I'm not buying it. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is not playing the season. What do you guys think? What?
2: Why would he come? Like, don't they have like a? I don't know. One percent chance. At me, why would he do that? Like, I, I just don't know. get it. It's dude. It's he's, all
0: for pride. That's the only reason. He's trying to like prove to modern medicine that he can beat it or something like that. That's all Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is trying to do. And he's and gonna beat, the, beat it. No, no. he won't. <laughs> Either that or he lied. He didn't actually tear his Achilles. He's not coming back this year. Look who's going against modern medicine now, Joseph. <laughs> not me.
2: <laughs> he couldn't beat the 49ers. So he, he's trying to
0: beat modern medicine now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, if he comes back, I'm going to be really, really surprised. What, Kyle,
1: you, you'll remember this better than I will. Mm-hmm. What year did Cam Akers tear his Achilles and come back in, like, four months, five months?
2: I believe that was 2020. Um, I could be mistaken. I think it's 2019 or 2020. Um, But he – you have to keep in mind, like, he was playing running back and, Mm -hmm. like, we could take him off the field. Because when he did come back and play, like, he was playing in, like, three play bursts and then he'd be out for like a drive. But he did look, he looked good after. So, yeah, but I don't know. I
1: just, I remember texting you about it and just being like, how is this even possible? Like this isn't when a guy, you know, ruptures his Achilles, like he's out the whole year. And he was really the first one I remember coming back in such a short amount of time. Now, obviously Aaron Rodgers, if he were somehow step foot on an NFL field this year, is not going to be the Aaron Rodgers that is running around making plays and, and being a playmaker at quarterback. But to say that he might, he can't sit back there and just play from the pocket and, and throw the ball downfield, I'm not going to put it past him at this point. I mean, would I be shocked if he came back and played? Yes, yes, I would. But at the same time, he looks good moving around on it. If it's somehow stable enough for him to get out there and just
2: play from the pocket, He might just try to do it. I just would hate for Aaron Rodgers' career to end like this. Like that would just suck so much if he comes back Mm -hmm. and just gets destroyed because he can't run outside the pocket. But And their line is terrible. And they're they're playing for nothing. Like there's nothing to play for. Mm -hmm. So that's what I don't get. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just like I, I really do think it's entirely just for a pride aspect. Yeah. I don't know what's what he's doing it for, whether it's for Robert Sala or for his own personal pride, but it's yeah, it's, but like this, is, this is Aaron
1: Rodgers we're talking about. Like, he's been one of the most prideful quarterbacks in the NFL for the last like decade and a half.
0: Like, yeah, that's fair
1: to say that we're shocked by him being prideful and wanting to get back <laughs> out there is ridiculous. Like, this is something Aaron Rodgers would do, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's fair. This it doesn't shock me that he's trying to get back out there, whether it is the prove himself against modern medicine or to say he came back and played the position in only 4 months and do something that nobody else has done like it's Aaron Rodgers man that's all that dude lives to
0: do. So, yeah.
1: I like I said, I'd be shocked but I'm not going to put it past him.
0: Yeah. I'm not buying it. That's my that's my final say there.
1: Just like uh you're not buying that Windsor quarterback stat. 100% we'll never buy that even if it's
0: free. Get that out of here, dude. Throw it away. Well then you can't buy it. Shut up. You don't know anything. <laughs> um, don't know. All right. Moving on, uh, I got my my weekly Super Bowl contenders. We had a little bit of movement for the first time in a while there. Um, I still think Baltimore. Baltimore Super Bowl contender. San Francisco. Kansas City is still number one by far. Um, Philadelphia, Jacksonville. Um, still putting them up there. Uh, but I think we have a newcomer, and it's the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think, which is I think I bought in to the Cowboys. Oh, um, here we go. You know, I'm, I'm a believer now, man, uh, which I is kind of wild believer. because I remember early on we have, were having conversations. We're saying we, they need to blow it up. And I was of that opinion too. I'm like, I've just not seen it. But we dude, did say have, that. They have completely I, I shifted. Said that. Yeah. And they've shifted, dude. Like, literally, they put the ball in Dak's hands and they are they are flying. It's awesome to see. It's um, the new cadence. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think, I mean, I think it's a prime example of like why over, overreactions are fun, but also you gotta, gotta be careful. But I mean, dude, they have the pass rush. They have a great defensive line. Their offensive line is, is good. They have the quarterback play. I'm, I'm still a little bit wary of Mike McCarthy. Um, but the Dallas is for real for the first time in like, since I can remember, I believe in Dallas as an actual Super Bowl contender, um, moving yeah. on to the, the rest of the season, who would have thought that Kellen Moore was the bigger
1: fraud compared to Mike McCarthy? That's
0: honestly facts. <laughs> like looking at everything, I, uh, I'm sitting here and I'm like, bro, it was it was not Kellen. I mean, he's I, been like, good. He's been he's been good, don't get me wrong, but
1: their offense has been incredible the last yeah. like month and a half. Like so like you said they are putting the ball in Dak's hands. He's not turning the ball over, he's making the right reads. CeeDee Lamb's being CD Lamb, like Man, they they look very very good. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see what what happens when they do run into like the 49ers or Philadelphia in the playoffs, especially if they do have to go on the road. Yeah, but they're playing as well as anybody in the league right now. They they definitely can make a run at a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, no, you make, you make an interesting point of like Dak not turning the ball over, which is fascinating. Again, the narrative built around Dak, like last mm-hmm. year was the first year I think that he had thrown more than like eleven picks in a season. Which is mm-hmm. yeah, wild. Like Dak has never been a turnover prone quarterback. Um, it's just like Dak, what Alan, it's what Allen is facing this year. I was just going to. Well, Dak is
1: getting was getting talked about like how Josh Allen should be getting talked about. Yeah. Because you want to talk about turnover prone. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen is is right there. Like he's turning the ball over a ton, and it's been pretty much every single year of his career.
0: Yeah. So it's fun, but the Lions. I think the Detroit Lions have fallen. I no longer believe in Detroit as an actual contender. Um, you know, I for a while they were playing well on defense, their line was they're rushing the passer, their, their defensive line was playing awesome. They still have a great offensive line, but like Goff fell off a cliff. Their their pass rush has been non-existent the past several weeks. Um I always had some concerns around like Dan Campbell's next is a an nose guy. Obviously they have Ben Johnson, but um yeah, I don't I don't know if Detroit Detroit has it. Um and then lastly, the injury to Jalen Phillips from Miami sucks on a lot of different levels because I, yeah. I was starting to buy into the Dolphins. Um, I was looking at them, and I'm saying, their defensive line is playing better. They're improving. Obviously, getting getting um, Jalen Ramsey in the secondary back was huge, but Phillips was coming into his own as a pass rusher. He was becoming that dude to close out games. Um, obviously, their, their, line is, their offensive line is shaky, but they have a good head coach. They had a good quarterback, um, and I was thinking that they could move into that that tier of like they have four pieces they can make a run, um, but Phillips losing him for the season I don't know if they have that pass rusher to take over late in the game anymore, which just a bummer because I was starting to believe Miami. Yeah, that
1: that video of him after he got injured is just heartbreaking. Like yeah, I so remember watching that and I was just like, oh man, you're just gutted for somebody that's playing so well. They're putting it all together on the field and then yep just something like that. And he knew right away too. He's like, I think I popped my Achilles and it's just that, that sucks, man. That was, that was gut wrenching to watch.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. So definitely a bummer, but um, to, to uh, conclude that Baltimore, San Francisco, Kansas city, Philadelphia, Jacksonville, Dallas, I think those are the teams that can and will contend for a super bowl mm. um, in real life and not just, not just in people's dreams. So. It's a lot of good quarterback play. For the no quarterback matters. <laughs> yeah. Quarterback's important. Good, you need good quarterback play. You, that, that can be system or, or superhero. Doesn't matter. You just need good quarterback play. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. You, fellas need, you, got, you fellas got anything else? Joe I Flacco. I we've rambled on. <laughs> Joe Flacco is playing this week, probably. <laughs> Joe Flacco is playing against my Rams. It's elite We're, gonna have... elite. We're just about to find out just how elite Joe Flacco is. They're going to have a mid-off on live television. <laughs> oh, man. That'll be, that'll That's be a all. fun one. That'll be a fun go one as well, Go Chargers. Go Cardinals. All right. Bear down. <laughs> well, hey, everyone. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. That's all we got for you today. You can find us on X on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at That's Bingo Pod. For more, we will see you guys next time. Jesus, I yes. love you. All.